Well, I'm going to hit record so I don't uh, forget. Um, how are you, sir? I'm good. I can't tell you I remembered about this before your email. So <laughs> jumping in impromptu. No, I um I, I appreciate it. And truthfully, I, I want to keep it really casual, Abe. I I'm a I'm a huge, huge new fan of yours, and I think it can bring a lot of value to not only people in the promotional products industry, but I think just just um entrepreneurs, young business executives. And so I just want to ask you a handful of questions and um and take it from there if that's cool. But I want to be mindful of your time. Super, I look forward. So will you just will you just introduce yourself and give a little bit of a backstory to people who who aren't familiar with you or Threadfast? Sure. Um, so not to get too long-winded, but I'll give you a little bit of the background so it all makes sense. The parent company of Threadfest is an organization called Sea Life Group, the letter C Life Group. Um, sea Life has been in the apparel business for over 30 years, since 1989, catering to basically every retailer in the country, uh, from big box, you know, the Targets, Walmarts of the world, uh, to PacSun and Hot Topic and everybody in between. In that organization, uh, my role is what we call, uh, one of the roles as a partner is deco production. And deco production means I've been in the t-shirt world for 30 years, right? Walking those impressions, trade shows, buying product from, you know, all the mill blank suppliers. And four or five years ago, Walmart made a major change in their business. They upgraded the blank t-shirt that they used. They went from an 18 singles tee to a 30 singles tee. And a 30 singles tee was really the best thing the market offered, at least the mill blank market. The challenge with that is Walmart was retailing their product at 788. So now you had retailers that were higher up in the food chain, right? The Coles, JC Penney's, uh, Pack Sons of the World that want to, re, want to retail product for $18, $20, or $22. And there was no mill blank in the market to service that business, right? It's like the, the mattress, like the mattress industry, right? You couldn't differentiate um, quality or anything else. And we had a challenge, right? We had to service some of these better retailers also. So for the first time, we turned to Asia to a much more robust fabric and yarn market to make blank t-shirts and printable product for the retail side of our business. And we introduced slub jersey and tri-blends and confetti flex and all this cool stuff. And I said, wait a minute, if this is working for us, it'll work for other people that are looking to differentiate sourcing garments from these mill blank suppliers. And we developed Threadfest. That was the moment we said, wait a second, there's an opportunity here. We built out a line. We uh, trademarked the brand. We built out an online catalog. And we exhibited our first impressions trade show in Long Beach. And within the first two hours, we were bombarded. And my, my, uh, my concept was, was proven valid. Sorry if that was so long. I, no, I, I love it. And I'll tell you this. And again, it's, it's interesting. What, what year was that first trade show? That I believe I roughly say that was roughly 2017. Right. So I, I think that I saw you guys first in Vegas, probably 18. And it was literally, I think it was like a table. Yeah. 10 like, by 10 booth. Probably. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a table, 
but I remember being taken by it. And I think we even like connected for just a few minutes because I loved the, and it literally, if clothes can give me chills, like, like I, I loved the vibe of it and the detail. Then fast forward, I didn't go to Vegas for a few years because of COVID and whatnot. Fast forward to this year, it's the most gorgeous booth. Your stuff's amazing. And what I loved the most about it, and I really want you to talk about this for a second, is I would say it's the level of thoughtfulness. And I told you this there, the detail and and the care in the production of it, I love. I don't, I, I not only love it from a, in the promotional products world to sell something that's retail, that's cool, because it's not promo-y, promo it's retail, but I think it's just a great business practice to step back and say, forget the forget the profits for a second. What does the customer want? Because if your profit's great and your team cares, people like can feel that. And so I love that. And I and 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 I believe that there's 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 soul in what you do. And I want you to talk about that if you will, and in some of the actual details. And what I loved about it, even getting into the into the nitty-gritty of it you know, the, the zippers on the side of the sweatpants, like that's thoughtfulness. And I believe that, that what I'm learning and, and I look at you as a mentor, whether you understand that or not, but I think that the business is made in the nuances. So let me talk to that a minute, Ned. And I really, I, I appreciate the fact that you recognize that, you know, we, I want to take a step back. You know, we, we all, we all have those products that, you know, we've developed an emotional connection to. Right. It starts off with this, you know, silly phone that we thought never would never could we have ever thought how important a part of our life it would be. And it's like you've got this emotional connection to it. Don't move around my icons, God forbid, or I'm lost. Right. So how do you create an emotional connection with a piece of clothing? Well, you know what? We may not realize it, but we all have them. And how do we know we have them? Because take a look at the stack or the pile of, of t-shirts or, or, or articles of clothing in your closet. And inevitably, there's those handful of items that are always right on top of the pile. Why? Because as soon as they go to the wash, you're wearing it again. And it never makes it too far deep into the pile because that's the garment you have an emotional connection to. Those are the ones that are most comfortable to wear and the ones you wear most often. So at Threadfest, that was kind of the goal. And it wasn't really something that I made a conscious decision to sort of do. Um, I think it just happened out of me falling in love with other brands and other products. I'm wearing a pair, a pair of Allbirds. Um, my 28-year-old my son turned me on to them a few years back. I never want to wear another shoe ever again. You know, a friend's at a, a kid's wedding the other day. I had to put on a pair of dress shoes. It was painful, right? So not that I can complain. My wife, if she heard me complain, would yell at me. Um, but, you know, that's an emotional connection. I only want to wear Allbirds. I'll, I'll own many pairs by the time, you know, they they uh, they get their true value out of me as a customer. Um, J. Crew made a tech pant. That was the most comfortable kind of a chino, stretchy fabric pant. I gave up every other chino that I was wearing and I, I'm in that tech pant, you know, not this time of year, it's a little too cold, but, you know, nine months a year. So looking at those emotional connections, what can we build in Threadfest that has that emotional connection? And from our outerwear to our fleece that you mentioned, you know, it's like, 
take a step back and look at what problems there are with just doing it the way it's always been done. It's not a good enough reason. Who taught me that? JetBlue, when they were first started flying, taught me that, right? Flying doesn't have to be this like horrible experience that it's become. And JetBlue, quite honestly, may have lost a little bit of that, in my opinion. But in those early days of JetBlue, you took a flight from um, you know, JFK out to Long Beach, and there was something different about it. The crew, the way they spoke to you, the way they fed you, right? So how can we take a problem and try to solve it? And one example is our pullover hoodie, right? Most pullover hoodies have this pouch pocket right here that, that leaves you with a really small print area. Oh, wait a minute. I've got characters that I need to print. I need to print Spider-Man and Selena and these characters that are more rectangular, vertical shaped. How do I do that when I've got this pouch pocket in the way? Well, why does it have to be there, the pouch pocket? Yes, we want pockets. Well, maybe we could edit gusset and tuck that pocket behind the face of the fabric. And, you know, lo and behold, we re-engineered a fleece hoodie and people are scratching their head. You know, New Buffalo, John Weiss, uh, uh, I consider him a legend in the industry. He saw that garment uh, a couple of years when we, a couple of years ago when we first launched it in, in, um, in, in, in impressions at Long Beach. And he looks at the garment and he's like, again, a very seasoned veteran in the industry. And he looks at me and he says, 30 years, 30 years I had to wait for you to come up with something like this, right? It's not that we are rocket scientists. We just don't follow the path that's there just because it's there, right? Try to look at something and innovate and, and uh, it's what we do every day. Um, two two part question. What do you wish more salespeople in the promotional products industry knew about Threadfast? And then just generally, what do you what do you feel like the next generation coming up? Like, what do you want them to know about just business and how to? And maybe that's the advice is asking why, why does it have to be that way? But the first part of it, I'd really, I want, you know, just because this will go out to a lot of just promotional product salespeople, what would you want to broadcast to them? Gosh, if you just knew X, you're going to fly with this. So again, I think it ties back to what we just talked about in that don't look at what you're selling as just a product. Every product out there is and experience. And I read a book, the name of the author is escaping me, where they were talking about design and the power of design. And he spent a chapter discussing how elegantly designed a Ziploc bag is. Mm. And he talked about how when I travel, all I want is my Ziploc bags, right? So you look at something so simple, even the use of a Ziploc bag as a consumer is an experience, right? Putting on a pair of sweatpants, having your keys fall out of the pocket or not, right? How you feel when you're wearing that garment, it's an experience. So we might be selling items, we might be selling goods, but in reality, we're selling the experience around using those goods and those items. And that's what we think about. And Quite honestly, the younger 
people in our industry, they get it. They get it more, right? They've, they've grown up in the age of, it's not just about what my hamburger is costing me or what my dinner is costing me, but it's the experience of how I deal with getting that, right? We live in New York. It's impossible to park. It's impossible to move around. It's about the delivery services, you name which one it is, whether it's Instacart or whether it's, you know, the grub hubs of the world, they've changed the dynamic about, you know what, it's not just the cost of dinner. It's not just the cost of delivery. It's how did the experience of acquiring that product, whether it's buying groceries, right? How did that experience impact my day, my life? Trying to trying to get to Costco or to place your order in Brooklyn is a hassle, right? It's, so my my life, my, my wife's just abandoned it, and now it's Instacart. And you know what? It costs ten percent more or twelve percent more, and it does. But what's your time worth? What's your time worth? What's the experience all about? 100%. Right? He was so excited the other day. The, 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 the Instacart delivery guy was extra nice getting her, her water bottles into that, whatever it may have been, right? So it's a different calculus in terms of cost of goods, value of experience, value of product, and what it is that we're actually selling or presenting and that's even amplified further in our industry because you're putting your client's name on it 100 what's the ultimate for you when you sit back you know when you're 90 god willing you look back like what's what's the ultimate where do you want to go with Threadfast and even where your company is going how will you know you got there well, um, I'm too young to start thinking about those kinds of questions. At least I, I, uh, I feel like I am. Um, the exciting part about ThreadFest for me, what's happened over the last few years is, you know, on the retail side of our business, um, while we do do some of our own, you know, secondary type brands, the majority of it revolves around other people's IP, right? So whether it's Nickelodeon or Disney or Star Wars or Polaroid or ACDC, we're putting other people's IP on that product and we're sort of borrowing that um, to, to create the, the emotional connection that I spoke about. Um, what gets me excited is building a experience around ThreadFest product that will, God willing, outlive me and my involvement with the business and take on a life of its own with a set of values that will hopefully be able to perpetuate and uh, continue to evolve based on uh, enhancing that experience for the consumer. What I want to be mindful of your time, just a couple more. Will you talk about the values of ThreadFast and what you you hope that your your team lives and breathes as this product goes out into the world? So I, again, the the um, one of the core values that we talk about is an emotional connection to the product. Um, a second core value for us is the longevity of the product. Um, you know, people talk about um, sustainability. And one of the areas that doesn't get discussed often enough is the disposability of a lot of the products in our industry, right? So we refer to it as the car wash tea, right? That old 18 singles, crunchy kind of tea that maybe you were given it a 10K race or something, but you wore it once. I, I tell the story, my 16-year-old my was participating in a 5K last summer, maybe it was the summer before, and they gave out a, a Gilden, I don't know if I, well, a Gilden garment. And 
it was a boxy old men's tee, right? She's 16 years old running in this race with uh, her, her friends. And, you know, before the, the starting gun went off, uh, her and all her friends had repurposed these t-shirts in like this art and craft expose where they braided the backs, they cut off the sleeves, they cropped them, they chopped them. They, and in no time, they had created something fashionable out of this raw material that they were given, um, but never to be worn again, right? It was over and then that disposable car wash tea wasn't really all that environmentally sensitive because it was worn for maybe two hours was its complete lifespan. So when we talk about um, being environmentally sensitive and sustainable, it's about building product that has a much longer lifespan than maybe some of the other products in our industry. It started with our tri-blend collection where the fabric just gets better with age. Uh, it continues with our fleece. I'm really proud of the fabric that we developed for most of our, for all of our yoga items. Um, there's two different fabrics. I was referring initially to the top fabric. This uh, I'm wearing it now, our, our long sleeve tee. I'm wearing it as a layering piece. It's the only thing I want next to my skin anymore. So the longevity uh, of the product that we produce um, layered on top of the fact that yes, we have all the um, sustainable fibers that we talk about, the better source cotton, uh, recycled polyester that comes from, you know, these plastic water bottles that we throw in the recycle bins. Um, so yes, those are sort of like the low hanging fruit part of what builds our sustainable story. But just the, the mileage that you get out of the product um, is also something that I'm, I'm very proud of. Absolutely. Um, before I let you go, what are the top three or four items that salespeople should know just like on their hit list getting to the rhythm and the habits of like these should be new go-to's like we just talk about the tees the hoodies um just some of those items that that again that i saw that i actually absolutely fell in love with but what are the what, what should be on our hit list so it's funny because you know initially when we first launched we had a huge breadth of product we were introducing real innovative fabrications and we went very wide and what we learned was in this industry you really don't have the the mind space, right? To be able to absorb all of that. So what has evolved for us is sort of a, what we call our five pillar strategy. There are five pillars of the brand that make up the core of what we do. It's our ultimate tea collection, which is our most basic. We started off with a CVC product, our 100A. We're about to launch our 100% cotton comb ring swung product. And that's the ultimate tea pillar. We then have our ultimate fleece. And within that collection, you've got, you know, a zip hoodie, a pullover hoodie, a crew and a pant. So that's pillar number two. Our tri-blend collection, pillar number three with a short sleeve, a women's, a three-quarter raglan, a lightweight year-round zip hoodie. Um, the fourth pillar is our newest pillar, our yoga collection. Um, and there really you have to wear the product to appreciate it. Uh, and then last, which is probably... Alpha Broda at least credits us with sort of defining this category, a, uh, a fashion outerwear category. And that includes our denim jackets with that little bit of stretch denim, a little bit of spandex, um, our bomber jackets, our varsity wool jacket. We just introduced a heavyweight puffer. Um, so that would be the fifth pillar. And, 
you know, within those, each, uh, you know, each salesperson will probably find their favorites uh, and find what they're looking for to meet their, their clients' needs. But if you sort of frame the brand as these five core pillars of the brand, it's an easy way to navigate through and, and really find what you're looking for. I, I love it. And the product is amazing. And I'm excited to get this out to just all, all of the salespeople. And as you continue to grow, um, I'm a huge fan of yours. I think you're, you're, you're all class. I love what you stand for. I love the product. So excited to spread the word. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, I think there's something really powerful. I think what, whatever business you're in, like, I just don't think you can do 63 things. Great. Like to, to focus in and say, okay, these are the five things that we do best. Like, I just think there's a power to that. I think we're living in a society that is like so bite-sized that like we can only take in so much. And so I think there's a power in that focus. And, and um, I just, I love what you're doing and I love how you're doing it too. That's a lesson I got from my dad. He used to tell me, you know, you can only dance with so many people at a wedding, right? It's only, you got to keep yourself focused. So at this point, we're focusing on the five I described. We're going to do them great. We're going to keep in stock. Um, we're going to continue to service our uh, our loyal loyalists. I mean, uh, our brand ambassadors, some of the customers, uh, amongst them, you know, the, some of the Alpha Broder reps have been just like incredibly supportive because they fall in love with the brand. They fall in love with the product. You know, I can't tell you how many calls I get on and so I was like, I'm wearing the pant, I'm wearing the legging, I'm wearing the hoodie. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that speaks volumes. And, you know, we really, we haven't done much in the way of marketing. We've been at the trade shows, but, you know, we haven't plastered our name all over, um, you know, the industry trade publications and such, because we're letting word of mouth, we're letting, um, you know, people that actually wear the product sort of do that for us. Uh, and, and it's working. I, and I think that's smart. And I think it's interesting. Sometimes maybe out of the gate, it's a slower burn, but it's a more intense and long lasting burn because so. you can't fake somebody loving it and you can plaster yourself all over the place. But unless it's amazing and you believe in the team, it's not going to work. So I yeah, think we were talking to the Alpha Brothers, uh marketing people and they were introducing me to somebody new that joined the team as an intern or something like that. And I actually may have had a drink or so in Vegas. So I was a little comfortable at the end of the day. And I turned to him, I said, I forgot his name, Malcolm. I said, you know, we have an unbelievable marketing strategy at Threadfest. He's like, what? I want to hear this. Build amazing product that people fall in love with. And you know what? It'll sell. <laughs> 100,000%. Abe, I so appreciate you, brother. Threadfest, check them out. Um, I can't wait to, uh, to see you guys again very soon. So thanks again. Ned, thank you. It was a pleasure. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Abe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.